Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. I'm James Heron from the Stillies Newsroom, and joining me is my co-host, Lara Finzale. It's Monday, the 5th of July, and today we have a very special episode for our listeners. Throughout the months of June and July, Marty Media will be swapping out our normal daily news uploads for some unique feature articles. Last time round, we showcased some of the interesting profile pieces featured on our website. For today's podcast episode, we will be focusing on the local news landscape of Stellenbosch and how the COVID-19 pandemic changed the way community publications are run. We are joined in the studio by some of Marty Media's journalists with unique insights into this topic. This is the Stelly's Newsroom, presenting news in Stellenbosch that you need to know. First up, we take a look at the well-known community newspaper, Ekestatnis. This news publication is a knock and drop and was founded in 1950. We are joined by Marty Media journalist Alexander Brand, who wrote his feature article on Ekestatnis. Thanks for joining us, Alexander. Thanks so much, Laura. All right, so can, can you give us a summary of how the publication is operated? Okay, so um, so two months ago, um, they moved their offices to Somerset West. Um, all of the journalists, including Angelo Julies, works remotely, and then they just have this um, office space to fall back on. It's kind of a last resort, but majority of their time is spent remotely. Um, and as I said just now, Angelo Julies is the editor-in-chief. He does majority of the work for the paper, and then the other work is done by a skeleton team of journalists and then a small amount of outsourcing um, done by freelance journalists. Um, and how does the paper's funding model work? Like, Is it sold or for free? Um, how, how do they generate income? So basically, um, it's a, a free publication. It's a, a knock and drop. So they deliver to people's homes, to um, prevalent spots throughout Stellenbosch. So because of this, they generate majority of their income through advertising. And that's why um, throughout the lockdown and COVID-19, they have seen a bit of a knock because people don't have as much money to spend on advertising. So yes, that's where they are at the moment. And you you mentioned that they work remotely um, because of the pandemic. This obviously affected their normal activities. Do you think that um, it at all impacted the paper's ability to, to cover news? I don't think so, Um, at least not more than it did any other publication. They do really, really good work to make sure that they get good stories. And I know especially through lockdown, they were very much aware of the fact that the news is going to be quite saturated. So instead of being upset about that COVID-19 or the pandemic is taking over most of the news coverage, they kind of leaned into it and trying to find interesting ways related to Stellenbosch to cover relevant COVID-19 related news and it affecting their their normal activities. Um, It was a bit of a difficult situation because firstly they were declared an essential service so they could keep printing which was wonderful but um, where you usually push your journalists to go out in the story, be there in person, because that nothing beats that. It was all of a sudden a situation of rather don't or try and do it remotely. So I think that was a bit of an adjustment, um, trying to get as good of a story without always being on the scene. But Angelo in our conversation also made it clear that when when deemed necessary, the journalist still went out. And and what do you think the future looks like for Agustat Nies? 
I think the future is very bright. Um, my personal opinion is that community news is incredibly essential to not just democracy but our everyday society so i think a publication like x news like you said that's been around since 1950 the community will always have a need for that and they must just keep providing the quality of news that they do and with someone like angela julie's in charge i have no doubt that they will okay well thank you so much for coming to talk to us alexander really appreciate it no problem it's my pleasure So our second community news feature focuses on MFM, Stellenbosch University's campus radio station. It can be found at 92.6 FM and broadcasts a diverse range of topics such as education, news and entertainment. Kirsty Buchholz from Multimedia looked into MFM for her article about community publications during the 2020 lockdown. Kirsty, welcome to the Stellenbosch newsroom. Thanks for having me. No, great to have you here. Um, my first request from you for both myself and those listening, I'd like to ask, um, could you give a brief summary of how the station operates, um, where it is, who's in charge, just a complete rundown of the Stellenbosch-based radio station that is MFM? Sure thing. Um, so MFM operates out of the Nielsen Center um, on Stellenbosch University campus. They are independent, so they generate their own income through sale of airtime and advertising space. They are run by the Division for Strategic Initiatives at Stellenbosch University, um, and they help out just with finances in terms of cutting costs and management. So for those more interested in the business side of publications, um, Chris, I want to ask you, how does the station's funding model work? I know newspapers are largely different as they rely on ads and selling their product, um, but a radio station is much different. So quite simply, my question is, how does a radio like MFM um, generate income? So MFM also generates income through the sale of airtime and advertising space. So in that regard, it is similar to um, the print publications. So I know it's quite a commonly asked question, but a lot of our articles focus on it quite heavily. Um, how did the pandemic impact the station's normal activities? I mean, I know for us right now, we're doing this podcast in quite unfamiliar circumstances due to the Western Cape's third wave and the move back to online learning at Stellenbosch University. Um, quite similarly, the lockdown of 2020, um, how did that affect MFM? So initially they had a couple of weeks where they just um, played music, so broadcast that. And then the um, full-time presenters actually receive permits as essential workers um, after a couple of weeks of the music broadcasting. And then they were allowed to go into the radio station and the studio and they were able to record as usual. Um, the only thing that was different was the guests. They weren't allowed to have guests um, during most of 2020. They just conducted their interviews similarly similarly to this um with phone calls and yeah and then since the beginning of 2021 they've been allowed to have guests um at the station again at the studio okay amazing they must really appreciate having guests back on the show yeah um and in the same breath as, as the last question how did the pandemic impact the station's ability to cover news and if it did affect it 
How did the new coverage change in any way? So um, the presenters are given quite a lot of freedom of what they want to cover. They're allowed to pick their own topics and interview uh, guests. So I spoke to one of their presenters, Brent DeVette, and he said that his coverage didn't really change. He still kind of picked the same sorts of topics that he would have usually. Um, the only thing that was different was they were required to issue some governmental information, um, such as level lockdowns, um, tips to, you know, uh, follow regulations, wear masks, um, that sort of thing. Okay, lovely. And my last question to you, um, I know you're you know, the journalist who wrote on MFM, but based on what you learned from both research and interviews, what does the future look like for MFM 92.6? Is it you know, back to the old days before 2020 lockdown or if it's changed? Um, so I think things have changed for MFM a little bit. Um, Martin de Abreu um, has become in charge as line manager and so he works with the Division for Strategic Initiatives. Um, so he is and, and the division as a whole, they're looking at um, expanding the station to a multi-dimensional multimedia platform. Um, so they are looking at ways of expanding revenue and um, expanding the scope of what MFM does. Ons laaste gemeenskapspublikasie is Stellenbosch Universiteitse eie campuskurant, Dimati. Die kurant is baie gewild en onmiddellik herkenbaar. Daar is een paar studenten in ons kursusgroep wat ook deel is van Dimati's redaksiespan, Insluitend Carla Fisagi, die Matiese hoofredakteur. Carla is vandag hier om met ons gesels oor hoe die Mati bedrijf word en hoe die pandemie die korant geaffecteer het. Baie dankie dat jy hier sal met ons, Carla. Dankie vir die geleendheid, Laura. Um, so die Mati is die Universiteit Salamosse ambtelike studentenkorant. So hoe dit werk is die Mati kom twee keer een maand uit en ons werk in een twee maandelikse cyclus. So die, die cyclus werk so dat die een week het ons een nieuwsvergadering ons bespreek wat de stories in die korant gaan wees en die week daarna kom die korant uit. Ons span bestaan 100% uit studenten en ons karrel elke tweede week zelf om die korant af te leveren voor klas. Mm, Oké, okay. en, en sê vir my, hoe werk jylle, jylle bevondsingsmodel? Is die korant verniet? Ja, so die, die korant is 100% verniet vir studenten. Die bevondsing kry ons dier advertenties te werf um, van verschillende bezighede in die dorp. Ja, so ons, ons 100% bevonds ons onszelf. Oké, okay, en, en hoe die pandemie die publikaties en normale activiteiten geaffecteer? Dit was redelijk uitdagend. Um, natuurlijk was daar nie studenten vir wie ons korant kon druk nie. So ons het natuurlijk nie die korant gedruk nie. So ons het steeds online aangegaan om soveel so as moendlik nie stilbuiten te kry op ons website. Maar natuurlijk daar het nie baie op campus gebeur nie, so daar was nie baie stories om oor te skryf nie, maar ons het steeds, ons het bijvoorbeeld die, um, die presidentse toesprake um, updates daarvan gegeen en ons het steeds stories gedoen oor die moedelijkheid daarvan om terug te kom campus toe en ons het steeds ons best probeer om relevante nies vir studenten te gee. Um, maar wat ik wel kan sê is, ons sociale media platforms het baie sterker geword. Ons website het baie gegroei, omdat studenten nou afhankelijk was van ons online platforms. So ja, ek, ek kan beslis sê dat dit baie beteken vir ons online platforms om al ons tijd en energie daan te stoot. 
En so die, die maat die vier van jaar, jylle tachtigste verjaarsdag, wat beplan die span vir die, die groot mylpaal wat voorlee? So, dit is absolute voorrecht om in die jaar deel van die redaksie te kan wees, um, maar daar is natuurlijk ook die pandemie om in acht te neem en om elke hoek in draai, steek die pandemie stokkie voor ons plannen, so ons moet maar dit eerst in gedachte hou. Maar um, wat ik wel so lang kan sê is ons, ons het groot plannen um, vir een 80 jaar website afdeling. Ek kan nie te veel daarover sê nie, maar daar gaan moendelike mini dokumentair wees. Ons werk thans aan een uitgo- 80 jaar uitgave. Ons kan op hierdie stadium nog nie sê of dit gedruk of online gaan wees nie, want die tye waar ons leven is maar baie onzeker. So, maar wat ek beslis kan sê is, um, ons is bezig om baie opwindende goed te beplan vir die matiese 80ste verjaarsdag. Ek kan kruid, en, en my laaste vraag vir Carla is, um, hoe denk jy like die toekomst vir die mate? So, ek denk dat sal altyd een nood wees vir een studentenkorant, en dier my jare wat ek al vir die mate was, het ek net weer en weer gesien wat die waarde daarvan is om een studentenkorant te hee, en um, natuurlijk gee ons ook waardevolle vaardighede vir studente, um, van my eerste jaar af na my derde jaar toe het my punte baie verbeter en ek is 100% oortuig daarvan dat het die maatie was en my mede die maatie redaksielede wat my terugvoer gegeet op my skrywerk. So ek kan nie sê hoe die toekomst gaan lyk vir die maatie nie, of dit steeds een gedrukte korant en of dit moeilijk online nie in die toekomst gaan wees nie. Maar wat ek wel kan sê is, die maatie sal vir nog baie lang bestaan. Ons het wonderlijke alumni wat ons so ondersteun en, en uit my ervaring is studenten honger om um, stories op een verantwoordelike manier te vertel en om een verantwoordelike platform te gebruik om stories te vertel. So ek denk die toekomst lyk blink vir die maatie. Ok, baie dankie dat jy met ons gesels het, Carla. Baie dankie vir die geleentheid, Laura. This episode has showcased some brief highlights of the most recent Martimedia news cycle. But you can read all about these stories discussed here and many more at martimedia.org. Also, make sure to go follow our socials at Martimedia on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And let us know what you thought about this episode. Tune in again in two weeks' time for the next episode of our podcast and your next Stellenbosch News Wrap-Up. Until next time, this has been the Stelly's Newsroom, keeping you informed on the news you need to know. This podcast was edited by Anri Matia. The music was mixed by Wessel Krieger. The script was written by Kimberly Schumann and Anri Matia, with Alistair Seymour as the producer. Your hosts were Lara Fonsale and James Heron. Thanks so much for listening. You'll hear from us on the next news cycle. Thank you.